0: Need any instructions on how to hit buttons, please. Um, so we as usual, we get our technical setup or whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what that's what you, know, you know, said. Be, them, them buttons be getting pressed, okay? Like I'm down mm-hmm. long distance, so I want to do it. You know, know what I'm saying? Clean his glasses.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Touchdown. When touchdown first came out, I was I was pushing buttons. That's how uh-huh. long I've been. Push your buttons, you know. I'm just I'm gonna saying? clean my glasses. That's what
2: I'm
1: gonna do. How about
0: that? Yeah, yeah. They, I was gonna say they were a little dirty, but you know, I'm glad that you. Shiesty, <laughs> shiesty. <laughs> no, nah, they weren't dirty. You just couldn't see clearly. I mean, you know, it's just
2: <sighs> sigh. <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> so we waiting for Jay to get this party started.
2: Wait, you know look how I'm he's saying? looking. He's ready.
0: Who oh, Jay's he ready? Gave you side eye.
2: Yeah. Uh, ready. You
0: know, I thought I was here. Yeah, I, yeah. Mean, I mean, your eyes were saying something different. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to read the eyes. It's all in the eyes. Are they? All right. Are they with it? Damn. I think you're ready. Okay. Y'all ready? Yes. Okay. SM says she's ready. Her glasses are clean. She can see clearly Facts. now. <laughs> the dirt is gone. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm like, oh, maybe down that little corner over there. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, we good.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah 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 yeah. Let me make sure I'm off mute because sometimes you can't be this cute and be off mute at the same time. You already know what it is, you know what I'm saying? The second episode, excuse me, the excitement is bubbling, been. right? Mm-hmm. The second episode of Black. Lives chatter podcast in the building. What happened? We gotta get some sound effects. We need a bigger Whoa. budget for some sound effects because I was <laughs> doing it ourselves. Probably just you know isn't the greatest. So what's good with y'all, man? How y'all doing?
2: Anybody?
0: <sighs> Anybody? Ah, I'm just think? gonna
2: say. Right. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I was like, it's kind of been a long weekend. I had some medical mishaps. We ain't going to talk about that, though. It's like, hmm, suspect. Um, usually, I don't like getting IVs and whatnot. But apparently, I allowed myself to get to that point where I needed an IV. So that's how I spent my weekend, recuperating and recovering. And be like that sometimes. But I on the good side, I also... Well, I also got to um, participate in my favorite organizational activities, Tomorrow Cultivating Youth, Mm -hmm. and we had our mandatory youth meeting and parent meeting to start the new year, basically setting like some of the guidelines and whatnot for the youth as they proceed through the 2023-2024 calendar year. So that was exciting, and meeting the new uh, members of the organization was also exciting. So although I spent most of the weekend resting, I did have some time to do some volunteer service with Tomorrow Cultivating Youth.
3: Yes. Jay, how about you, man? Big things. Oh, I, I didn't do as much as SM apparently. But uh yeah, uh man, uh week was i right. you know what I'm saying? Did the thing. Um had to fly down to Orlando, help my uh son out with some uh landlord issues or whatever. So I got to get my F lee Daily on, you know what I'm talking about. But it was straight, though. All yeah, things worked out good. Um, Even met uh, a model on the airplane, so that was exciting, you know what I'm saying, sitting next to a model, and yeah, we're not in first class. So. <laughs> but it was all good, though, you know what I mean? I made new friends, connected with some folks. Yeah, it's all right. I just felt tired, yo. It's tired. But I'll be all right, though. You know what I'm saying? This conversation going to perk me up, so I ain't worried about
0: it. Yeah, I was going to ask you about the whole model thing, you know what I'm saying, were you... uh Model citizen, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know, how I was, you...
3: <laughs> I was, I gave her my hoodie so she could cover up because she was cold. Wow. You know what I'm saying? I let her lay on my on my shoulder so she could take a little nap. You know what I mean? I was very, very giving and kind. You know what I'm talking about? So, yo, if you when you when you play this lady because I know you out there, just out of back at your boy. You know what I'm saying? Out of back. I mean, because I need a model.
0: That's why. Yeah, yeah you got some t-shirts and other products upon <laughs> yeah. which you know what I'm yeah. saying you yeah, want to yeah, get yeah. out I mean, there. You know, what I mean, um, as far as you know, this past man. week, man, Yeah. listen, you know, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. We'll talk a little bit more about it, Jay. Go ahead. Anything <laughs> Nick, else you want to add on there real
2: quick? <laughs> Nick was Tell like, he might do a I shout might, out. I, I, I,
3: I, I might launch I mean, a, a sex toy line pretty soon. So, you know what I'm saying? I need models.
0: <laughs> I mean,
3: listen. Um, yeah, for the record, it.
2: if you go to the websites, I have yet to see a sex toy on the website with a model using it. Um, uh, Usually, it's just the toy itself. Um, so you must be talking about live demonstrations or recorded demonstrations.
0: He might be like a visionary well, you know, in it, doing something be that's live never to be been recorded. done before. Come on. Come on, SNM. You're not giving <laughs> Jay no credit, you know? Um, So, you know, do I want to continue the banter about this or can I talk about my week? You know, Go ahead. I you mean, got I mean, to. Nah, I'm trying to stay married. Let's let's move on.
1: Move on. I'm trying
0: to stay married. <laughs> I mean, I was trying to move it along too, but apparently, you yeah, know, there's did. some haters in the house. Uh, <laughs> there's some haters No in haters. The house. Um, But no, man, this past week was fantastic, yo. You know, got you. You know, the funny thing is I'm going to take the audience a little bit behind the scenes, right? So you do your first episode and just basically trying to figure out how do you get it out to the people. You know what I mean? So once we did the first episode, we went back and watched it. So a lot of this week, man, was just trying to like, you know, take episode two to the next level. So hopefully you guys got a chance, you know what I'm saying, to check out episode one. And maybe see some slight changes between episode two. But our goal is to bring you the best podcast, right? As far as Black Lives Chatter and what we're talking about. You dig what I'm saying? So that's what my week was mostly about. I mean, outside of family, you know what I'm saying? The missus and my little man's matter of fact, my little man's, I probably should have mentioned this before, turn two. You know what I'm saying? My little guy turned two. It's amazing. Yeah, he's talking. Yeah, he's talking. He's walking. He's like, no, daddy, do this, do that. Giving me instructions. You know what I'm saying? He's a boss already, like low key. You know what I mean? So shout out to him. Um, but yeah, man, being a father is, is interesting. So that's I've been doing that, trying to do my best to take care, you know, stay at home. But other than that, man, we here, y'all, episode two of the Black Lives Chatter Podcast. You know what I'm saying? Did I play the intro? So I almost want to play it again. I think I did already play it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that intro was fine. I was working on the intro too. Just a little something, so, you know what I mean? A little something, something. So anyways, man, let's get right into it. First and foremost, man, we want to talk about Hot topics, And the first one that we want to talk about is Clubhouse. Because for a lot of reasons, you know, matter of fact, we really started broadcasting and being creators on Clubhouse. I met yeah. SM, or wherever she's at, you know, these things be weird. I met SM on Clubhouse, right? Going to different rooms and different spaces. Um, and of course, I knew my brother Jay from, you know, way, way, way back. We go way back. But as far as the three of us coming together and doing content, we was doing like two different rooms, one on Sunday and one on Tuesday. Anyways, okay, the point is Clubhouse has made some changes, y'all, right? Again, we were, we been on Clubhouse, so we were strong power users. I guess you can call us content creators. But some of the changes that they made kind of veered away from content creators. It really became more of like an audio messaging app. So if you kind of think of Instagram stories, I can say something, you can say something, and then it just kind of goes through the story or the different whatever. So you're thinking more of like WhatsApp or GroupMe. For many of us who are familiar with the popular messaging app, GroupMe, where friends, I think the biggest thing was like friends over followers or whatever. So they completely made some changes. Um, that shook the entire community especially those of us who are using the apps hopefully you guys got a chance to at least see some of those changes but my thing is changes is inevitable and how do you feel or what do you think about the changes uh that they made and um you know how it affects the creators and people who were fervently using the app
2: mm. Well, I'm just gonna say mm-hmm. this. Wow.
3: I'm just gonna that was say very
2: this.
3: <laughs> <Calvary>. <laughs> <laughs> Next topic areas. You know, look, I, I was doing a ladies first thing, right? And she, I know I recognized
2: that. And I was just like, okay. hmm. And so yeah, that's crazy. That's
1: crazy. But Last on the real,
2: y'all remember the a long time ago there was an app called Marco Polo where you um you basically said something via video recording, and then you sent it to the person, and you waited for them to respond, and then you send it to them. And so I'm curious if it's going to go along those lines, except it's not a video, it's an audio messaging, and how you're still going to be able to host some type of conversation. So I haven't had an opportunity to really play with it. I know that they took away the text feature, so that it's all audio now, and so... As with all things, though, we have to adapt. So I'm looking forward. Okay, let me not lie. I'm not necessarily looking forward to adapting to this because I'm still trying to figure out how we can parlay this into something that's beneficial to the Black Lives Chatter podcast, right? And so I think once I do some exploration, it'll be all good again. It's just a matter of adapting.
3: Uh, I'll go ahead and say I'm not a fan at all. Um, If you've ever been on any sort of – dating site or whatever, you know how choppy messages are communication is uh, when it's all text, right? Uh, There's these lapses in response, you know, the the conversation just can't really truly flow. So I think this is going to be a transition that hurts. some. I'm actually glad we moved away when we did uh, to all my, um, my uh, reputable uh, clubhouse uh, creators out there, you know what I'm saying? Check out Black Lives Chatter, you know what I'm saying? Maybe we'll put you on, see what you got to say, you know what I mean? Plus, we're going big, yo. We're starting off with a pod, but who knows where we're going. So, you know what I'm saying? It's like a big tent. We're we'll, we'll welcoming you in, if, you know what I'm saying? If you're talking about what we need to be thinking about, you know what I mean? So, um, that being said, it's just my feelings. Yeah, y'all have to, you know, of course, ask SNM and Nick, but you know, I, you get my vote. Let's bring them on. So, anyway, uh, back to that. I, um, I think that it's 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 interesting that a lot of the major ways that black people are communicating now, uh, and of course you can't have collaboration without communication. A lot of the ways we're communicating are uh, seem to be faltering. Um, one, the things we created for ourselves, like you know, uh what Black Planet, whew, you know, it's basic. It's like MySpace, right? And then you got speaking of which was uh the Marco Polo thing SM is that like in the MySpace era, it feels like it was like at that same time. It's- so
2: it's, it's not that far back, but it was definitely pre COVID. And yeah. I think the app still exists, but it doesn't have as many users as it used to have when it first popped out. So it feels like this is one of those apps where it was good for the time, aka, how do we communicate via COVID? How do we communicate with each other and keep the combos going? And also how we get this exposure. So I do credit Clubhouse for bringing together millions of people. But no, it's a little bit after MySpace. I don't even remember MySpace. I think that was high school or something, right? Never I don't mind. know.
3: Never mind. So anyway, so uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I, you know, uh, the, the the app was, I think, in decline in some ways anyway. I think this is going to be a nail in the coffin. I think they're going to end up... Uh, walking back a lot of these changes because uh of the things that the things that made clubhouse unique and that made it uh accessible for creators i think it's taken away a lot of that 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 interaction that one-on-one that rapid fire response all that's gone and without that it's going to be really hard to communicate effectively
0: that's my um you know i i tend to probably echo a lot of those thoughts jay i mean i don't know man it's weird because you can still do live rooms right the the focus kind of became this whole audio messaging thing um, and trying to maybe create a stream of conversation as opposed to organically having a conversation. I think a lot of the live rooms is where you know people could say certain things and then they can be questioned on those things. It's like in real time. You're hearing people react and respond um sometimes detrimentally right in, in such a way but you're right i think they may try to revert back to some of the changes That's some of the things that i heard that were rumored because you know they made these changes and they heard from the people and the people were are like yo what the poop is this you know what i'm saying yeah. like you know especially when you're talking about building a following and really trying to um, have an audience in a conversation so um i think a lot of it you know but the, the most fascinating thing to me though was watching Um, watching it from a startup standpoint. You know, when you think about anybody who starts a business, um, you know, you may only have a couple of users and followers. And before you know it, world events happen, um, COVID happened. And I think there was such a rapid acceleration for this app uh, that it was unforeseen. It was not really accounted for. I think there's a such thing as being too successful too early, right? And then you find a company trying to uh, refind its footing, especially when COVID receded and people were back outside and um, there's a lot of different things that was happening at the time. The last thing I'll say though too, is I think it's important for creators to learn this lesson that, when you build your business on any platform, whether it's uh, Clubhouse or YouTube or any platform, we saw we talked about Fresh and Fit, I believe, last week, right? Um, When you build your content on any platform, that platform reserves the right to change, whether it's the core application of that platform, it's core market, who they're targeting to, right? So you have to be a little bit of everywhere. And we decided very early on that we were going to kind of separate from Clubhouse and kind of just be more ubiquitous as far as the social media space, so spaces like TikTok, Instagram, and stuff like that. And I think any creator, any person that's trying to build something, especially on the content realm, should be as many places as possible and not solely rely on Clubhouse. And Clubhouse was so unique that I felt like a lot of people were probably not finding success translate to other apps as it was on Clubhouse, which caused them to kind of stay um, as loyal to Clubhouse as they did. You know what I'm saying? But listen, y'all, I changed the inevitable. You know what I'm saying? The only thing constant has changed. i am change. uh, Brickgate?
3: Uh, <laughs>
2: So wait, one last thing I just want to say. So I think it's kind of like a walkie-talkie now where, you know how when you're talking to walkie-talkie and you say over and then the next person says something, they say over. And so I think that's what it's kind of like. But speaking of over, let's talk about Brickgate. I know some people are over it, right? That they're tired mm-hmm. of hearing about the Black man bashing, Black woman bashing pertaining to Brickgate. But I want to talk about it because The question that I have, so for those who don't know, let me just run it back. If you haven't heard, and I'm pretty sure you haven't heard or you have heard, but if you haven't, basically there was this woman and she presented as a black woman and there was a group of men who presented as black men and they had apparently, according to her, she was, um, this guy hit her with a brick because he didn't want to talk to her. She didn't want to give the number, right? She didn't want to give the number out. And so he hit her with a brick. However, there was actually somebody who was on scene and he said, no, it's not just that it was that she was disrespectful and that she was um, she has a habit of being disrespectful. She has a habit of playing tricks on folks and so forth. And so that's why these men didn't come up to protect her, i.e., when she got hit in the face with the brick. So the question on the floor is, do all black women and black presenting women Deserve to be, I know you're probably like, why am I saying black presenting? Because I and i just <laughs> I'm just gonna delve into it a little bit and say, because there are arguments based on the fact that hey, she was just she's not black American, she's black presenting, she's an immigrant, and this was an immigrant situation, but that's a whole nother side conversation. Let's go to the main topic of that particular one though. Do black women deserve protection regardless of what they're doing, is what the question was.
3: You, you know, if you're watching the video, you saw me do my Shannon Sharp, right? No, no, they don't. Um, and here's here's the thing. Um, first off, I'm a married man, right? I got kids. I got grandkids. I got stepkids, which are also my kids. And, um, and uh, I have a responsibility to protect them. And they are my responsibility. And I cannot die on some BS and leave them unprotected because I'm protecting somebody who may not. Either want or deserve my protection, right? I don't know the character of these people and what they're doing out here. I don't know what's happening. I busting on the scene, and next thing I know, they both on me. She like get off your man. Who know? You know what I'm saying? Who who? You, you really don't know the dynamics when you just step into the situation. I don't. I think that as a society, I think that the way that we uh, address uh, gender roles and conflict, uh, I think that that. Um, is the thing that needs to be addressed i don't think that just because i'm a black man i should run to the rescue of any woman who appears to be uh black right because if i'm gonna do that then why don't i run to the rescue of any woman period right but i might run to the rescue i'm gonna be a little toxic here but i might run to the rescue of a trans woman right and she might be able to fight you know what i mean <laughs> so i'm over here trying to save her and uh you know what i'm saying she fight like a dude um, so <laughs> she might not need my
2: help. Careful. That's <laughs> all I'm going to say is careful.
3: I said it'd be a little toxic. All right. All right. All right. Right. Look, look, if, if you mad, you know what I'm saying? Get at me because I'll talk to you and you know, see, jokes, see jokes, got your feelings. Anyway, though, on the serious side, though, um, I would love to live in a society where we were as careful or concerned about each other's well-being where we could step in right well we could come to the aid of anybody in need but honestly people's character is suspect and i again my responsibility is to my household first and then to community at large after that so uh if i if if trying to save the community means i can't be who i need to be to my house then i can't be there because you can't the building block that the community rests on the cornerstone of it is my own family right that's how i at with it what y'all think
2: so basically you're saying you can't save a hoe. That's what you're saying. No, I'm, I'm, just saying kidding. I'm saying I'm just I can't kidding. save
3: her because she might be a. am just saying. No, listen, I believe hoes need saving. I spent the greater part of my younger life trying to save these hoes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was
0: unsuccessful. <laughs> but, uh, that's because J. Cole said, don't save them. They don't want to uh, be saved. Oh be my like, goodness. They don't want to be saved. Uh, that's Choke what Pat. J. Cole said. <laughs> uh, um, I think Jay, you know, I don't, I don't. I don't, I don't even know really, really start to be honest. Um, Matter of fact, I do, I do. I'm just going to play this little clip real quick because I think this person can probably say it. The the conversation here to me was crystallized. I echo a lot of what Jay said My primary responsibilities to my loved ones and my family. You know what I'm saying? I think there's a lot of ways that men can intervene and interact with Mm. situations like these, you know, somebody get on the phone, call the police, you know, maybe you want to say, Hey man, are you sure you want to do this? Maybe try to have a conversation from afar. Um, this blind idea that we're supposed to do certain things, I don't know where that comes from. That's not the reality. The the funnier part to me, though, too, is like there's all these people who are like talking about what they would have done. And I'm like, if we had that many crime fighters in our communities, would our communities be better? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, for these people who would automatically step in and help people, like, there's a lot of people to be helped. You know what I'm saying? You get in the car and troll the neighborhood you know, have like a little city watch or whatever, and just kind of be there for your neighbor. You know what I'm saying? Because what you're really asking is like for the one in a lifetime chance that you are in that situation, that you want everybody to react the way that you would. You know what I'm saying? Like, And then beat your chest to talk about other people. Like I'm like, look man, whatever you would do in that situation, do it. I'm I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do. I ain't gotta validate what I'm gonna do. You know what I'm saying? And I'm also not gonna try to judge you for what you do. You dig what I'm I'm saying? Because, at the end of the day, you don't know where a person's coming from or what they're dealing with or whatever. But um, for the interest of, of, of doing this short, I thought that this would be appropriate to play this. It's about a minute long, and I thought the young lady did an excellent job of talking about it. So I'll just go ahead and see if we can play it. Uh, Pardon in advance any technical difficulties that we might incur because of this. Okay? All right.
2: Clarify this. this. Are y'all telling us that if you are not related? So let me clarify this. Are y'all
1: telling us that if you are not related to us, If you are not dating us, if you're not having some sort of physical relationship to us, if you don't find us attractive, if you don't find us polite enough, kind enough, quiet enough, that our lives are not
2: worth protecting. Is that what you're telling us? Is that the precedent you're setting?
1: Yes. The same way women will say, you're not my family. You're not someone I'm romantically involved with. You're not tall enough, handsome enough, rich enough, smart enough. I don't owe you a smile. I don't owe you words of encouragement. I don't owe you respect. I don't owe you any kind of gratitude. Men will hold the doors open for women and they won't even say thank you because I don't know you. The same way when you see a man down on his luck, you judge and laugh instead of offering him words of encouragement, speaking life into him. Why should I do that? That's a stranger. Things that don't cost you anything, you will not give to a man that you don't know you don't want. But y'all expect these men who don't know you, don't owe you anything, and they have their own families at home that they need to get back to, y'all expect those men to lay their life on the line for you when y'all can't even give them a high smile, or a thank you. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, I don't think there's anything more that I need to say on that one. Thank you, sis. Gosh.
3: She did
2: that. Uh, So I'm going to go ahead and just add some additional information to this then. Um, For the record, whenever a woman smiles and so forth to men, occasionally it is misconstrued as uh, an opening for please holler at me. And I'm not saying this may be the case for everybody, but some women have learned that they can't just necessarily be that open and welcoming. So just point of clarification but everything else i kind of agree with her in regards especially the fact that some women and i'm just like some men and um in this case like how some men was like yeah i'll defend her and some men was like no i won't just like that's how it is with some women where they come in and they're like oh i'm not going to respect you because i don't know you and so she does have some valid points and so but the only thing i gotta ask and and i question this and is where was his masculinity right when he had to pick up a brick like for real though and this gonna sound toxic as hell
1: Mm. at no point
2: he he had to pick up a brick. if he was gonna be violent towards her, and i don't even i don't condone violence in any shape way or form but he couldn't do an open hand slap he couldn't have done a backhand he couldn't have done like even if he would have hit her with a fist why did he have to go to the extreme of picking up a brick to hit her across the face
0: she's a brick house Never mind. Sorry. Wow. Sorry. So, Sorry. you know are The I agree. jokes inherent in this program are not a reflection of this podcast or I was this other like, host. wow. I'm just More questioning
1: Congress. the masculinity. I, I'm just you going know, down
0: the road like, of SNF talking about which type of violence, you know, the levels to it, right? Yeah, I'm just saying. You know, Open hand slap <laughs> hand slap okay, it's saying? a, it's a talking to, like,
2: there's, you know just... <laughs> it's a level to violence it's called the what is it called continuum of violence or something like that the escalating scale or whatever the case may be but I'm just like why did he have to put, pick up a brick but more importantly apparently they said she was taunting him like I dare you to hit me and then when he picked up the brick I guess he was like okay well since you dared me I'm just gonna go ahead and knock mm. you out and so, mm. but I feel like there's a degree of, I want to just mess her face up too in that. Like I want to scar her for life. Like I feel that it was excessive wow. in nature. And so even though I do understand y'all point in regards to, and the young lady's point, but I guess because my husband has gotten out the car to stop violence, but he was a police officer, you know? Exactly. And so he felt it was his duty and responsibility to do so. And Ooh. um, so I, I understand that, right? What and so know? it does depend <sighs> on the people. Depends you know, on the
0: person. I, think I was going to say, though, too, real quick, sometimes the protection would have been, hey, sis, you out here wilding. You may not want to, be walk, want to walk up to people saying that. Like I don't think enough people take preventive measures, right? So I wonder what would have happened if, if somebody walked up to her and was like, hey, sis, I think you wilding out here. You know what I'm saying? You cool, you know? And I promise you, I, I, pro- I probably can almost guarantee you that if some dude would have done that, she would not have been receptive to it because that wasn't the type of time that she was on. You know, maybe she was looking for social media attention. Or whatever she
2: definitely got
0: that but yeah she did de- and that's and that's the other thing that the guy said too right so sometimes prevention has to be i mean protection can be prevention I um agree. but i just don't think that she would have been amenable to a guy walking up to her and be like hey sis i think you are wilding out here she probably would have told him go fuck himself or whatever whatever but i was you know that's one avenue um but yeah
2: yeah well i just so i'm gonna I, land with this i'm just gonna okay. land with this
0: yes girl land land with this. This. i think land with that this. at
2: the end of the day that there were steps along the way, be it prevention or protection. And I don't necessarily think it should have just been the men who had to step in and say something, right? Like the women could have also stepped in and said, hey, you know, you clowning, right? Why don't you relax, walk away from the situation or where the case may be. She technically, because a lot of people, like she got what she deserved and maybe she had friends, she wouldn't be in the situation she was in. And speaking of friends, let's talk about this Ashton Kutcher Danny Maderson and Mila Kunis. <laughs> okay, That's yeah,
0: so name like that. <laughs> so listen, I used to love that '70s show. I used to watch it all the time. And if many don't know, Danny Masterson was one of the characters on that '70s show, along with mm-hmm. um Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis. Which, so they've had a one was relationship he? for. Which one? He was the blonde. Danny, dude. He, I mean, was the he was curly curly dog, curly the curly head hair. Curly hair, the little, the little. He'd the glasses. Did I say Jafro? No, and that he wasn't. Be monetized all one. across the park.
1: he was the guy with the glasses.
0: Yeah, the guy. The Hi, guys, or whatever. Okay, yeah,
2: with the yeah. reddish hair and so okay. forth. No, he
0: was I thought he was blonde. I thought he was blonde. But anyways, he was on that particular show. And yeah. from that particular show, how they built those relationships. So all three of them have been cool ever since. I was surprised because I think I vaguely heard about this story, but Danny Masterson was recently um convicted, I think, if not also sentenced, uh, of rape. know what i'm saying like um, a matter of fact he was in the process of being sentenced right so that's how this kind of comes up so he had a trial i think the first trial ended in mistrial or something like that they retried him again and this time he was found guilty on two charges or at least of of raping two uh women and um he was in the process of being sentenced so apparently these people who've known each other since that 70s show mila and ashton wrote a letter which they thought you know was going to go and speak to the character of danny or whatever very similar to what happened with uh, the Meg Stallion and the uh, Tory Lane situation. I think there were some celebrities. Uh, I forgot the the names of all of them, but they had written letters to say, hey, you know, I speak on behalf of this person's character. Um, so nonetheless, man, uh, people were tripping about that. They felt like, hey, how could you write letters? Are you Are you supporting that he raped these women, right? Like, why would you do that, you know what I mean? So they had to come out with an apology in regards to like, I guess, writing this letter. And so, you know, my thoughts is like, are people not allowed to support friendships or at least speak on behalf of friends that maybe they viewed a particular type of way i think people are upset that these two people and others support their friends even when their friends have done something um, that has caused them to be convicted of a crime so on and so forth so what's your thoughts on that
3: i mean a a real friend is a real friend does not stop being your friend when people stop thinking that you're cool or popular or whatever right a real friend is someone who has chosen to befriend you because they have gotten a glimpse into your character or a good look at your character, and they think that your character is something worthwhile of keeping in their lives. And I think that so many times when people are convicted of crimes or are accused of even a crime, uh, the public initially uh, the public initially uh, just takes a side, right? And um, I mean, it's problematic. One, we're innocent to proven guilty first. But even after we're proven guilty, I, there was a, I have a classmate I went to high school with. He was a really like likable guy. Everybody liked him. The black people liked him and the white people liked him. I grew up in Jackson, Mississippi, so you don't understand why, why I made the distinction. in uh, a time that there was a lot of racial tension. Um, and But he was very likable. Uh, some years ago, he was on like antidepressants or something, and he physically attacked his wife and he beat her up really bad. I do not condone at all what he did. Uh, I don't know the circumstances. I don't know what she said. I don't think it particularly matters at this point. He beat her He beat her terribly um, uh, to the point that when it hit the news, he was a fireman. He lost his job. People called him a monster. Even after he was sentenced, people called him a monster. I never knew him to be a monster. I didn't even understand the person I knew could have committed the act that he committed, right? But because he was never able to come out of that, just a few days ago, he committed suicide, right? And I and I feel I feel the loss of the person I knew, right? Where other people may be championing the the death of a the self-inflicted death of a of a of a wife of a you know domestic violence person or wife beater or whatever. And I don't champion anybody who takes take, who takes that position or choose to act in that way. That he was more than that. So I think that 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 them coming to uh, as character references for their uh, castmate and friend says there's more to this person than what this person is either accused or convicted of doing. And I'd like for you to factor in the totality of the human being when you're passing a sentence or you're pronouncing judgment. And I think that's fair. I think that's fair.
2: So I actually tend to agree with you uh, mostly because everybody make mistakes and I actually think it was a bigger mistake for them to come back out and apologize for doing Three. the character letters. I was like, if you're going to be this man's friend and be his friend, regardless of public backlash or whatever it may be, if you friends ride or die, ride the storm out, especially if you was willing to do the character letters and witness statements, you know? And so I support that. I think that they could have um, supported the victims as well in the sense of saying, we understand, we sympathize with what happened to you, um, and whatever the case may be, without completely turning their back on their friend by apologizing for writing the letters. (laughs) And it was like, oh, we didn't know the full depth of his crime and, and so forth. And it was like, well, why did you not, like, I don't know, I was confused as to why they apologized for writing the letters. Like, if anything, the apology should have been, we apologize if you misconstrued our support for our friend as not believing you right? or support for his and, actions, right? Exactly. And I think there needs to be a clear separation. But the knee jerk reaction to automatically say, Oh, no, he's a bad guy, we should have never did it in the first place. Um, I actually think that's more disingenuous than what they started off doing in the first place. So, as somebody who also know people who have committed horrible acts, um, and particularly family members. <laughs> That doesn't mean I stopped being family to them. I may not like what they did. I may not like the behavior, but I'm still family. And same with my friends. Like If I'm a true friend, then I'm going to stand with you while you're being corrected. I'm sorry to hear about the guy, your friend, who committed suicide. Um, that That literally meant that he felt like he had nobody, like he had no options. He was alone. And I think we do a disservice when we feel that just because somebody make a mistake, they can't self-correct and they can't atone for that mistake. And so that's where I I honestly believe that they they messed up by apologizing and walking back the fact that they sent Mm -hmm. this character. Because to me, now I don't trust you as a friend. And if I'm any of their friends in the future, which we know I'm not and never will be, but if I was... (laughs) I'll be them, trying to figure out, well, damn, if something happened to me, are you going to turn on me, too? Can I trust you to have my back?
0: No, oh, so I mean, nah, that's a little that's a stretchy stretch to a certain extent. Right. Because I think most people understand in the culture that we live in, people are often apologizing because we don't want to offend anybody. You know, it's easier to just come out with an apology and say, hey. You know, my bad if you feel this type of way or whatever, then kind of take a stand on it. You know what I'm saying? If you're truly friends, you'll get it. You'll understand why they had to do what they had to do. If you're Danny Masterson, you're just happy they wrote the letter in the first place, whether or not that made an impact, right? But they still came through, and now they have to cover their asses. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's a lot of what's going on. Um, you know, people are just being really convenient in regards to uh, their outrage. You know what I'm saying? Like, and like, 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 for example, you know, there may be people who... Support their friends to the extent that they don't believe the victims, right? There may be people who are like, "That's not, I don't, I don't know that person that you're talking about. I've known this person for twenty five thousand years, and I've seen them move or whatever. They've never done anything like this. I get it, you know, whatever." But I'm gonna respect the fact that the court did what they did. But I'm gonna support my friend. And I guess to your point, asking them, I think people need to stand more stronger in their positions because I think I would have respected it more if they would have came out and say, hey, listen." I guess shit happens, you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, I know Danny, that's my guy. You know what I'm saying? I've known him for 25 plus years. I trust him around my children or whatever. So um it's unfortunate it would occur for all parties, especially those, you know, who have been victimized by the system, et cetera, et cetera. But I love him and I'm with him as far as a friend. You know what I'm saying? If you don't like it, you can kick rocks. You know what I'm saying? I think more of us need to do more of that. You dig know what I'm saying? And we also need to be more honest. That's real friends. Stop yeah. It. Well, it's not even really, I think it's at this point, man, it's not even about just being real friends or whatever i just think you can't let public opinion sway you because it does make you look weak it does um take away from the integrity if if it feels like like when um when uh and i land with this when uh what's your boy's name um neo has said what he had said a couple of weeks ago about the trans communities and how he felt or whatever, whatever. His people came out with a statement and then he came out on camera and was like, nah, you know what? He was pissed because I guess his people made the statement, but he was like, That's that's not what I feel. I'm grown. You know what I'm saying? If you if you don't like how I feel, then that's on you. You're allowed to have that's your opinion, I'm allowed to have mine. So right. you know what I'm saying? So, you know, let's be honest. People die every day, B. People happen, things happen to people every day. You know why we don't care? Because we don't know those people. Right, mm. so now we want to pretend like we care because we've we've heard their name on a docket, but we still don't know those people, right? So should I pretend to care now because somehow my friend is connected to those people that I didn't know before then, or am I just being honest about the fact that we don't often care about people we don't know? But um, anywho, can, can yeah. I add one more thing? Uh, <laughs> yeah, ahead,
3: I bro, think if we if we're gonna be honest and if we're gonna be honest with ourselves, right, then either we're living in a hipop in a hypocr- in a uh, hypocrisy. As our system because we either we believe in um people being uh redeemed right or we don't so when we send people off to prison we send them off for a period of time with the idea that they will come back as a better person as a different person but the ultimate underlying thing is not the amount of time that they spend in prison it's the contrition in their heart and that contrition can take place at any time the time served is merely a balancing of a of a ledger if you will for the time that they took from someone else for whatever the injury is the bet the, the the worst thing you can take from a person is time because you can't get it back you can get money back you can get lots of things back you can never get time back so that's why time is a punitive thing in our prison system our penal system but we we penalize people and we incarcerate them with the idea most times that we are expecting them to come out on the other side as a changed individual that's why we release them right it's why we have Uh, sentence uh, length uh, and and, um, we have uh, limits, excuse me, to sentences. So I still like to say uh, I I, I, I disagree with the underlying idea, which I think is that once a person has been been labeled something by the public, that's who they are for the rest of their life. I I think that we have to give each other room to grow, room to learn, room to be better. All right? Because none of us are are flawless. We're just better at getting away with the things that we've done.
2: Uh, I just want to add one thing to that. Uh, our prison system is not meant to be rehabilitative, (laughs) and I'm going to leave it that way because that's a whole nother conversation. I'm the only
0: person like paying attention attention to the time. We got two more. Sorry, y'all, audience people out there. This is what happened. I said it's another conversation on a different issue. This is what happened. We're
2: going to table
3: it. We're good. We're good. I'm second. Two more. Two more. You know, They're so very I'm short. Like, I'll make them short. Come on, man. Come <laughs> They're on, very man. short. All right. So, the first thing is speaking of public perception and people jumping off on the wrong foot, uh, Blueface, right, is another dad, has another child, or does he? So, uh, if you haven't been keeping up, uh, Blueface, rapper, whoever, and Christine Ann Rock, who's also a rapper, she's like Tatiana, right? That's her. Um, they had a baby, right? At least that's kind of in dispute. First off, let me tell you, he's catching a lot of flack because she had the baby like a week or so ago he was not at the birth he was actually at a beach party like in a whole nother city turning up having the time of his life and people were like oh my god how could you how dare you i got uh, ugh, i got feelings on this um but I'm, I'm 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 gonna set it out and i'll let y'all say what you think and i'm i'm gonna come through how i feel about it but so now he's getting even more flack because um they're still like, you know, he hasn't shown up and he's not claiming the baby and other stuff. And I I really don't think they're treating the man fairly. I don't. I don't. I understand people trying to champion for baby mamas and whatever, but I don't think this is the case for that. But what are y'all thoughts before I just get on my soapbox for real?
2: So I just want to add a little bit and say that I think he's getting a bad rap too, to be honest. Um, Mostly because um, Christiane acknowledged that she didn't want him at the birth. And so it's like, you can't fault him for being somewhere else when she didn't even provide the details of where the birth was going to take place. If she was pregnant, she completely cut off all communications to him. And as a matter of fact, she didn't put his name on the birth certificate because she was like, this is my child and my child only. And so if when somebody comes off and do that, then obviously it's going to trigger some distrust, right? It's a mistrust, distrust, where he's like, wait a minute, you're not even willing to put my name on the birth certificate. You didn't want me there. So maybe that's why he's having these doubts about whether or not that's his child. But mandatory DNA testing will automatically stop all that. So... I do agree. She's acting a fool. The mother, um, blue mother, has reached out to Christian and asked her not to be that bitter baby mama because he's moved on with another girl and to please allow him to spend time with his child. And she responded back in a negative, talking about that. This is his her child. He has no child. That's why the child was named after her. And so unfortunately she's actually continuing the trope that I was hoping that we can eventually move away from as black women.
0: So I'll just say this quickly. Um, yeah, I'll just say this quickly. Um, I think men should be applauded for knowing when to stay away. You know, um, when a situation is toxic from a little bit, if I remember correctly, this relationship is toxic as hell it has been for a very long time, uh, rather than sitting there, uh, pointing fingers and, and, uh, being mad at him for not showing up. Kudos to him for recognizing what was best for his, the mother of his child and potentially that baby, right? Because sometimes staying away is the best course. You know what I mean? I don't get it. Like now, if I stood away and was at a monastery, does that make a difference? If it make a difference that I'm at a party enjoying myself, could I not be celebrating the potential entrance of a new life, of a new son or a daughter? Like, I mean, people deal with shit differently, y'all. So I don't give I, I think he did the right thing for himself and his family by not only staying away and not adding to any stress that a woman's going through through labor. I mean, let's not pretend like labor isn't a major thing. So kudos to him. I'm sure he knew that she was going to be in good hands. And, um, you know, while he was waiting to hear about the healthy birth of his child, potentially, right, allegedly, um, he was celebrating with close family and friends allegedly. and really indulging and in, in celebrating, um, you know, all those things. So kudos to him. Black men, we need to know when to stay away. Sometimes staying away is the best thing that you can do.
2: So just to clarify, he didn't stay away on purpose per se. He stayed away because she didn't provide him with any information. Just
0: like a black well, woman I like to try how to just undermine. <laughs> look, just, why, no, I'm you saying like, I like the We're soap. supposed to be a podcast <laughs> it doing it things it differently. It was both. Doing things it was both. differently. And then she want to kind of go down this road. No,
2: I'm why saying I like how you said. SNL? Don't have You know what
0: I'm
3: saying? No.
2: Listen, Jay, we need listen, you to mediate. I,
3: you're both right. You're both right. God. you're both right okay A he didn't get the information right B he, he wasn't going to be there anyway, he got the right? information. because he could have got the information he didn't want the information because Thank you. she announced her pregnancy after they were broken up right and he thought he was like I don't even notice if this is my baby secondly she yap, yap, yapping about he ain't got to be there I don't need him and all of that well then I mean that's what you got I mean he's not there on another side he's already been at the birth of a child he's got a three year old He been there, done that. So it's not like he doesn't know how to show up for a birth, right? It's just this baby, it's a maybe baby. And he wasn't with the chick. You know what I'm saying? She's like, well, I didn't have sex with anybody after we broke up. Yo, that's between her and Jesus. Nobody else knows. And, you know, so, you know, outside of paternity test, I think he made the right moves. Stay away from toxicity. Stay away from places that can get you yoked up, yammed up. I think he made the right play. I mean, listen, the baby is never going to remember who was there at his birth. Never. So, if a baby turns out to be his, he can show up when the time is right and, it, and the baby will have everything he needs. So, that's all I it agree. Is everybody else is just on some BS, you know what I'm saying? You know yeah. what they're doing? They quarterbacking, they quarterbacking, they're not even in the game. That's what they're doing. Matter of fact, Which speaking is of quarterbacking, a
0: perfect
3: segue. <laughs> I see, you. yeah, I want to give a shout out. To my homeboys, Baltimore, you see me working right here. All right. So I want to give a shout out to the Baltimore Ravens who have made history, right? History. Get this, Black people. They are, and it's shocking to me that they're the first. They are the first NFL team with an all-Black quarterback room right we talking quarterback coaches and quarterbacks yeah it's getting on the snaps man and I gotta wonder why we in Super Bowl 59 11 and it's the first time it's happened but I mean that's just me asking my questions talking my talk so what y'all think
0: yeah I mean listen I'll just say this also quickly the NFL season is upon us you know what I'm saying this past week the first game was on Thursday a bunch of people excited with their fantasy football teams you know what I'm saying on deck um so yeah kudos to the Ravens I mean Hopefully it translates into them winning. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, if they ain't winning. Um, what does it mean? For real, for real. Uh, yeah, but, you know, top. hey, listen, best kudos top. to them. Um, You know, that's pretty much all I got, man. I'm excited about uh, the season. And actually, if I'm going to talk about football, my little personal shout out. Shout out to two things. One fsu won our second game we blew the hell out of them little boys you know what i'm saying I don't even know who they were playing with and number two man shout out to coach dion winning his second game against nebraska if mm-hmm. i'm not mistaken their coach was talking mad caca and unfortunately mm-hmm. for them they got that beat down as well so yeah man football's back baby kids are in school it's the fall y'all before you know it thanksgiving's Ooh. gonna be here christmas and all that man i love this time of year but that's what i got though on the football friend yo snm you got uh, something
2: I was ready to say very light on the commentary for football. And while I do watch football, I'm just going to say I'm happy to see and hear about the Baltimore Ravens. Hope they do great for the season because if they produce, it's great. If they Even if they don't produce, right, to me, it's still a good look. However, we, we know how it works in the community, in that particular community, if they don't produce the results that they need to keep that action going. so But still, shout out to them. And also, shout out to Deion. I agree. And I'm going to leave it at that. It was, it's been great. Um, I don't watch football like that. I may watch college football, but I'm just saying I'm excited that you guys are excited because I don't watch football like that.
0: Might give you a little piece of uh, well, quiet thank you at for home. Sharing our excitement. If, if if the hubby watches it, you know, you know, you got some free time on Sundays and maybe Saturdays to kind of, you know, you know, that's how I look at it. Like, you know, it's crazy because my old lady, she actually likes those sports too, so we can watch them together. But on Saturdays, she's like, "Yo, I'm gonna do some shopping, and I'll just be here with sir and." I'll just watch my sports, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to that. Shout out so, to manhood. You
2: know I will yeah. say this. On Saturdays, it's his day, so I have to bounce. We can't even be in the same room because we don't support the same college teams. So even though I'm out the house or in the house, we're not in the same space because we don't support the same college teams. Mm. But Saturday and Sundays, that's his time now that football season has started. So I will acknowledge that as well.
0: A house divided. Right okay. Right Speaking right of houses, talk about the s Let's get to the main topic, y'all.
2: You know all what right, I'm saying? Let's talk right. about it. So, we actually had, we were thinking about some of the topics for this as far as just the title itself, right? You know, our single mothers being singled out or um, Simpson single mothers, why they go together. I think we kind of landed on that one as far as why they go together. And um, this is our topic because if you haven't heard, Yo Gotti and Angela Simmons are together, right? And he just recently announced that she's the one. Her birthday's coming up. He's all ready to celebrate. And, um, of course, the folks in the woods, you know, the haters and so forth had to come out. Well, let me not say the haters. Let me just say people with differing opinions had to come out the woodwork and state that, oh, she's just settling because she's a, a baby mama and over 30 and he's and um, sounds like a- hey
3: <laughs> that's
2: what i was saying but you know we're gonna say different opinions and perspectives and so forth mm-hmm. and then they went on to call yo Gotti a simp for getting with Ooh. his baby mama and it was like well why he got to be a simp so my first question if he's willing to be stepdaddy or play stepdaddy does that make you a simp is it really a simp that you okay with being stepdaddy
3: um first shout out to boys demand it ain't easy uh secondly um I don't first all right so I'm in a blended family right and I, my first wife passed my second wife was not great and uh but it was a blended family too right so I ended up being a stepdad it step being a stepdad is hard uh, stepdad should be commended because if there's a there's a struggle between applying the correct parenting and not making it look like you're treating this child differently than you would treat your own child right because really, if you're parenting well, you're treating every child differently because every person is different. So uh, being a step-parent, step-mom or step-dad is, is very difficult, man. It's treacherous. So I shout out to anybody who's doing it. I would never call them a simp, Ever, ever, ever. You're taking up a responsibility that somebody else put down that you didn't have to pick up. The government was not going to make you pick up, right? They weren't going to put the, uh, a lien on your check or nothing. And you up on your own decided to contribute to this these person's well-being, whatever. Kudos to you, my man. No matter if you're young, gotty, young, blue, whoever you are. Um, as far as the single mother thing or whatever, first, Angela Simmons has always been on my year. She can get it list. So I don't think her age or that she had a baby should take away from that um, at all. Uh, I think that people just looking for a reason to, to take away from her or to hate on their relationship. If you can find love with somebody who knows you and you know them and y'all can build together. Then y'all can work out all the kid thing. All that stuff is extra, man. You can solve that. I say nothing wrong with it. He's not a simp, and single mothers should, uh, if they get find somebody who's going to take on his family. They already started. Then that's awesome.
2: That's awesome. So, I, I that. so, I.
0: <laughs> so if you're hearing my, if you're seeing my head bob, is because it goes down in the DMs is playing like in my internal thoughts as I'm waiting for my opportunity to speak. It goes down. It goes down. <laughs> Um, that's okay. number one. Number two, go. <laughs> number two, I would never call your Gotti yourself. I would never do that. I don't know the man, I have too much respect for what he's done in the business and the hustle, um, how he purports himself. You know what I'm saying? There's a part of me that actually even appreciates that, you know, he shout out Shorty in a song. You know, he saw some, he wanted some, and he got some. You know what I'm saying? There's some some committing that goes to that too, right? So I'm gonna take it off of Yo Gotti for a second, right? And I think I'm trying to understand why people would call him a simp, right? Or why people would think that men who are open to being stepfathers are simps. I think the logic that I've heard is that some men feel like if you have options, why would you choose that, right? So imagine somebody who has as much money as Yo Gotti, And this is usually coming from people who are not in Yo Gotti's position, but they're saying, like, damn, if I had Yo Gotti's money, you know what I'm saying? Think about all of the starlets I could be talking to, you know what I'm saying? All the the regular everyday James, you know what I'm saying? Like, you mean to tell me all black women of a certain age of 30 or whatever got kids? No, there's some women out there who ain't got no kids. So why are you king? settling for a woman who's already had a child by someone else. I think that's the logic, right? And then the other part is what's the conditions with the child's father? You know what I'm saying? Is he still in the picture, right? What's that dynamic like? You know what I'm saying? am not going to be a bonus father. So I think people just automatically assume the worst in these types of dynamics and then assume that somebody who's worth more than that why are they making that choice? And I think that's where the ideology of simping comes from. You know what I'm saying? It's like, damn, bro, you thirsty, you know, for that defective product on the shelf. You know what I'm saying? You could have had a brand why new Why'd that banner. be defective? Why are you getting, I'm just telling you the logic of these folks. I, I mean, just hope that, it works. you know, it is, you know, I'll I'm just, I'm just tell you. Not that clearly I'm, it works. Like, like that's almost, that's almost like, the idea, like if I can afford a brand new Porsche that nobody's ever driven in, right? Would I prefer that? Or you know how they advertise one owner on the car, right? It's meant to give you a feel that the car is more intact in its pristine position if a car has multiple owners, right? So I'm just talking about the logic and I hope that people can, you know, understand the logic. And I'm just speaking to why people would even say that, you know, because I think in order to be able to understand it, it's fair enough for us to kind of look under the hood and say, hey, why does a person think that is, you know? And whether or not it's credible, you know, is it credible? And last thing I'll say is just like, the, so the classic vision of a simp, right, is a man who's willing or, or to do and bend over and, and just accept anything from a woman with complete disregard for his well being, right? Can we agree on some level that, like, just like when people say pick me's, It's like women who are willing to do or say whatever for the attentions of the opposite sex, even to their own detriment and or, excuse me, comma, to the detriment of other women, right? So I'm saying that when I look at the idea of of if you ascribe to that definition, is it credible to say that to do a thankless job that you are in more risk than you are reward, right? Because there's a lot of things that can go wrong as a stepfather versus for all the ways that it goes right, You're putting yourself in harm's way. And to me, not not me personally, but I can see the person making the argument that um, that's simple. You know what I'm saying? So um, that's I'm just trying to give the perspective. uh, You know, I hear you. But I will say say this last (laughs) little piece. Right. I have not been put in the position um, to be with seriously a woman. I've been married for quite a long time. I would like to think, though, honestly, that if I met an amazing woman, that I would be open to it. right? Um, amazing women, depending on the age of the child. So there'd have to be certain parameters that would make sense for me. right? So I'm not knocking it or anything of that nature. But I do think we got to be fair that there are, even though the conversation can seem ugly, there are legitimate arguments that underneath it, that I think if we're able to address it, then maybe we can find solutions um, to where we find some common ground. But if we don't do that, then there's just going to be a bunch of people yelling at each other.
2: Okay, so real quick, just to provide some more background context on the story then, uh, especially when you talked about what are the circumstances, the father's still around and so forth. And I like that you brought up down in the DMs because that's when he first gave a shout out and tried to holler at her. Apparently, at that time, she was engaged and pregnant already. Her fiance ended up passing away. And so a lot of folks don't take into consideration that at the time she was already engaged. She already had a fiance. And so for to me, for them to say that she's not worth it or she's um, something is just unbelievable. We'll put it that way. But anyways... I felt that he was being tenacious in his approach because he identified, like you said, what he wanted back in 2016. I think that's when the song came out, and now look at 2023. He don't got his dream. He don't got the person who identified as the one, and so that's just a little bit more background on why they're like, "Oh, she back then she didn't want you. Now she's a knot, and she's all over you." And it's like, that's not what happened, though, <laughs> you know, and these overgeneralization towards single mothers. And to be honest, I'm like, he's a single father. He has six kids compared to her one. I think it's six. Let me not put extra kids on them or whatnot. But anyways, just a little bit more background on that. Jay, I see you ready to jump off the mic here. Go ahead.
3: <laughs> no, nah, I'm with you. I, I won't say much because I know we're running low on, low on time, but I will nah, say, You know, uh,
0: goes, let's talk about it. It goes down yeah. on the podcast. It goes down. On. So,
3: all right. Well, let's run it up then. Run it up. Uh, um, <laughs> no, nah, I'm just going to say, um, <laughs> he, uh, he, 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 like you said, he put in his claim early on. You know what I'm saying? situations didn't work out. And then they did work out. He knew what he wanted and he got it. And if anything, I mean, technically she's probably taking on more than he is, right? Because he got it all, all these other situations. Um, wherever you can find a person for you, find that. I and mean, you you know, I've learned it's not who, it's not where you are. It's not where you're from. It's not how much money you got. It's literally who you're with. It's going to make the difference in your success and your failure. So if he linked up with the right person and that's all that really matters, they can solve everything else. I now, agree. I said, so.
2: Go ahead, Nick. No, go ahead. No, know
0: you, oh. want, no, you want. We're not really having a conversation, y'all. We're not. So you know I just want to know. We're not. <laughs> no, no, is he settling, though? Like, yeah, Is he ahead, settling?
2: That, yeah. Is he settling? Is she settling? You know what I'm saying? Like, is there, a, is there a need for one or the other person to settle when there's a single mother involved? Like, so for example. They're both single parents. I agree with that. So that's why I'm but asking. I don't think that's what it? makes
0: it I, But that's not what makes it settling to me. Right. That's not. Right. Why well, just settle, like just because like, so for example, right, let's say a regular person, me, for example, I'm not a celebrity. I don't have millions of dollars. Right. I don't think people would necessarily fix their mouth to be like, oh, I settled for Angela Simmons. Right. I think some people, now nah, she may not be my cup of teachers a little bit younger than me, whatever, whatever. But the point is, is that people would say, oh, look, Nick regular guy he came up because they may ascribe certain things to Angela mm-hmm. Simmons to start in terms of her celebrity, how much money maybe she has and stuff like that, right? So it's not just simply because she has a baby, no, right? It's almost Russell Wilson, for example. I don't I don't think he had a kid before Sierra, right? But mm-hmm. they look at him and say, "Well, damn, you're a quarterback of a team of an NFL team. You got all this money. You're a decent-looking dude. Like you have the pick of the litter. Why would you pick some so I think it depends on like people's perceptions of the hierarchy of the two participants in that situation, right? For them to look at it potentially as settling. And I think it also depends on that person's persona. Right. So uh Puff Daddy or P Daddy was dating Carisha, who has kids But he did it in such a way that you're like, oh, it's Diddy, right? And on top of that, he was in a open situation to where you didn't feel like he was being selfish by being with her because it wasn't like he he was necessarily claiming her in a more traditional type of way, right? So what I'm saying is how we look at what settling is depends on the dynamics, I think, often of the two individuals in the situation, but also how we look at that person. So when people see Yo Gotti, they would say, bro, you can get almost any chick out there, why would you, here it goes, settle for her, right? Even though, you know, he may have feelings for her. I'm talking about, like, people's perception of a thing. And from Angela Simmons' standpoint, people can say, well, damn, sis, you're over 30, you got a kid. So they're trying to make it seem like she's settling for him. And I'm like, that's just Mr. Sandris as fuck, right? Because even for her to find somebody of his caliber, you would think at best or on par. But how is she settling for him? Like, how is she... Selling for him
1: well
2: no they're saying she has no choice but to settle and that's why she went back to him because she had no choice because she has this kid and she's over 30 but i'm saying and that that
3: idea is asinine
2: i agree with you 100 why because
3: on because he's an upgrade is that what you're saying because no, he's of the a certain stature over, and a certain standard right. yeah so you're saying yeah. he's an upgrade you're saying he's
0: higher than her and
1: she's very no, above her station
0: <laughs> that what you're saying?
1: No, they're I'm not saying you know,
2: at, no, at all. Saying I'm, that.
0: I'm saying I disagree with the idea that he's below her station. That's what I'm saying. For anybody okay, that makes it like she is settling for him, I believe that they're freaking retarded. Retarded.
3: Okay, here's what I'm retarded. Saying. I'm saying you can't pick your partner based on other people's valuations because <laughs> you got to get what hits for you, right? And what they chalking up as as being worth ten points might not be, but you worth ten points. You let somebody else pick the person for you and they'll envy you maybe but when you go home you'll wish you were them because they can live in this environment you probably couldn't so i I think it's bs i think that first uh, we got a problem with this whole class system like you know if you make more money and or you're more of a star than this person you know you should marry somebody on your same star level that doesn't even work well right because the schedules don't mesh you know the the people have their own lives the careers are working on There's a reason why celebrity couples don't last very long. It's very stressful, right? Because there's all the extra demands. So it makes sense for a celebrity to go get a regular person who's not trying to shine, who just wants to be committed to them. Or to get whoever fits in their life. Yeah. I mean, get who fits in your life, man. And people gonna talk. People who wanted uh, Angela Simmons gonna talk and say blue face settled. People who wanted blue face gonna say Angela settled. But you know who ain't saying that?
0: them no see that's that's why i'm saying we're not having the conversation right because what you mean because at the heart of this conversation is the perception of of single mothers in our community right yes. I, I thought in our pre-production but we got we were so many single about, mothers <laughs> no no i'm saying but but that's but i thought at the core of this conversation right okay. was this perception of black women and their value. And in relationships, and why I'm looking at the thing right now again, right. Uh, right. audience right. out there, one of the core pieces is why is there such this thing, right? So, <laughs> it's not about they, who you want, right? Just for the sake of being who what, you want, it's it about uh, and, and, and the reason why I think single mothers are, are included. Go ahead, but I'm no, no, because without because what I'm saying is there's we're not perception. acknowledging that it's different, not only is there perception, there's differences if you are a man trying to get to know a woman, if she does not have kids, your ability to get to know her is going to be different than a woman who actually has kids. Agree or disagree, right? right. Her availability is going to be different, right? The financial considerations from jump is going to be different. I know guys Mm -hmm. who dated women with single moms, right? Who are single moms. And part of that was, hey, I'm going to pay for the sitter too, right? So even financially, there's different implications for dating. So let's not pretend like Right, that there aren't real criticisms or challenges that men are saying or are portraying out here about being with women with single moms who are single moms, right? And then that has nothing to do with whether or not there's another man in the picture, right? So, let's so when we talk about the perceived disdain, is it really disdain or is it criticism that people are saying in regards to how they feel? people are moving in the dating space. Why would a high-value man, Kevin Samuels, rest in peace, want a particular certain type of woman if he can have a certain type of lifestyle and if he can provide? We can't can't be in a space where we talk about how the numbers are lopsided for women to find a certain type of caliber of dude, right? But then when a certain air quotes caliber of dude, and we say it doesn't also equally make sense that he can have anybody that he wants. You know what I'm saying? Like for every one of him, there are three hundreds of hers that want one of him, right?
2: But and he does, still chose that single mother, and that's what makes that's, it beautiful. That's
0: a fact. But I'm so. But the thing is, if if if, if we're going to focus only on Yo Gotti and Angela Simmons, I feel like no, that we does need ourselves a, a disservice, right? If we're having it's a broader, broader. conversation, yeah. there are a lot of young men who are having conversations on the app we just talked about from before. We know good and goddamn well there was a lot of people who had disdain for married for for single moms, single
2: moms, right? I agree. Constantly,
0: it was constantly happening. Why do you think that was? And the other question is, do you think that some of their criticisms are justified? Because if we're going to have the real conversation, I think we got to get to the heart of the disdain that people have for single moms and whether or not there's some credible reasons for why either it's disdain or dislike or somewhere in the middle that people are saying, eh, I prefer not to do that.
3: I think there are different levels of single moms. Right. You got a single mom and then you got a serial single mom. Right. She got like three to five kids and you know what i'm saying and six baby daddies uh, you know do the math and you know that's just, clearly this woman doesn't make good decisions right clearly right but you could be a single mom for a lot of reasons so i don't I, I personally am aware of the flack that single moms get in the black community and i understand from a moral position from a community position why we don't want single motherhood to be as commonplace as it is and why we want um you know we so in our so to that end we would shun them right we would make it something that's a social pariah that people don't want to do because it will make you less eligible to be married less eligible to get your own uh what's his name uh yo Gotti or whoever right but there's different reasons why you could be a single mom right you could have been uh in a relationship and your, your, your fiance gets shot because you live in a bad city. Now you're a single mom. Does that mean you're no longer uh, eligible or, or worthy of love and relationship? Facts. You know what I mean? Now, you know what I'm saying? If you're just collecting checks, then that's a whole different thing. <laughs> so I think now that-, we that
0: that's, I Now we're going somewhere. Now we're going somewhere.
3: The scourge of single motherhood is not a, a red letter, a scarlet letter we can just stamp on every woman who is unmarried and has a child. I think it's important to you know the background and the situation. Just like s gave- in the case of um man, her name Angela. escapes me because we were just Angela. talking about her. Yeah. But yeah, Angela, right? You know, she there's a reason why she was a single mom. It wasn't because she made a series of bad decisions, she had some bad breaks. So yo, that's why I, so I I I I I did kind of overlook the single mom thing, but I want to say on that, I do think single moms get a bad rap. I um know. I now I do think the serial single moms deserve shame, 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 shame. I do think that. I think if you if, if you haven't figured out by the second or third baby daddy that you are, your picker is broken and you should stop fucking people raw, then let me tell you, your picker's broken, please stop fucking people raw. Don't do and it. And now for anyway, the men.
2: Who create <laughs> all these single mothers? Um, no, I won't do that. I'll let you finish those Save up I'm
3: <laughs> sorry. Get, get your
2: abortion money up. Right? You know what I'm saying? So look, look, I'm just, so I agree. What I'm trying to understand is that the generalizations that single mothers get grouped in, period, no matter what the circumstances, Right. Is that overall generalization that, okay, you a single mother. You obviously made bad decisions. You obviously made bad choices without taking consideration that each single mother is an individual and have individual circumstances and choices that may have led them to being that single mother. And mm-hmm. then at the same time, when we talk, when we add in other factors such as how many kids they may have and the age of the kids or how many baby daddies they may have or and whatnot, then it adds to that. It complicates the matter, so to speak. And so- when we speak on single mothers, it's like okay, like you just said, it should be a shame in the community, right? But we don't speak on the circumstances that actually create these single mothers. We don't create. A, we don't actually speak on the circumstances that continues to contribute to the rise or decline. And for the record, single mothers are actually on the decline in our um, in our community, even though the marriage rates are enough. low i know i will say as well but you know it's like the responsibility of single a motherhood a lot of times they put it on the woman and say okay it's your fault that you're a single mother without recognizing choice. that it takes two to tango and her her that <laughs> uh what are you saying back there in the background mr low-key <laughs> So, let's wake up that part of the conversation too. how we got so many single mothers in the neighborhood in our in our community, why we have so many. and And then on top of that, just like you pointed out that you know, single single mothers circumstances and all that this stuff, let's talk about the single baby daddies in the community because now, I will say stats show that there's more single mothers than baby daddies apparently in the community mm, and somebody's so, sharing. Exactly. So let's talk about their responsibility to contributing to the community, right? Their their community dick, basically, and and they're contributing to the single motherhood. So let's hold them accountable as well. So, so there's no disdain to that. There's no disdain to the community dicks.
0: Okay. So here's the thing, right? This is what I'd be wanting to understand. I want to go back to something Jay said, right? Like. Why? So can we all agree as a double standard? Do we all agree as a double standard when we talk about how we look at yes. men and women? Okay, cool, right? Do we re, do we believe there's probably a basis for that double standard on some level, right? I would say that some people feel like because you guys and by you guys I mean women carry and bring children into this world, it's different than us men because we just make the deposit and then y'all do pretty much all the work, right? It's the same reason that justify like why it benefits y'all as women. We do understand that also helps to lay down the foundation of a double standard, right? I just want because you because keep on going back to why we look at it as is you know look at the men but then you even mentioned then in your own numbers that there's less of us than there are of them right which means that the so listen the point I'm trying to make is is the reason why I think women um and and Jay alluded to it but he kind of low key skated from it a little bit let's be honest there's levels to this shit, right so if a woman was married and her husband got killed we're not gonna look at her the same as somebody who was in a committed relationship for somebody for a long period of time and something happened to them in the relationship, okay, we get it, right? One time, baby moms, I think there's they fall into that category too, girl. You had that one, oops, and now you just, you know, you know better, you do better. He mentioned the multiple ones, right? So there are certain behaviors that we are acknowledging is worthy of shame. That's low key what Jay is saying, right? Mm-hmm, and even mm-hmm. if it's only one child, if that woman had that one child during a gangbang, right? Even though it technically it was one child, if it was found out that she had that one child in the gangbang, she would still be looked at differently than a woman who had one child and from a relationship with a monogamous partner. Okay? So when people are having... But is she
2: really, though? Because it seems to be a lot of generalization. Is she really, though? Is because she really Angela, is she being looked at differently? No, Because we're not... Angela got slammed into everybody, the every woman category as well, as far as single mothers.
0: No, No, what I'm saying I... is... Is that generally speaking, right? Because we like, I'm not talking about Angela. Angela's said, a little different celebrity surrounding and, the birth and people people the are still trying to shame her. I get that, right? But that's a celebrity thing. I'm thinking most people in their everyday lives who had these conversations when I heard them on Clubhouse, guys would repeatedly say, even the ones who had the most vitriol, there were levels to what Jay said, right? About the thing. Mm -hmm. So if one person looks differently, I think it kind of derails the general point that there are ways that we look at certain behavior in our community, right? And the outcome of that sometimes can be a child, right? And so in addition to the front side of the judgment that comes with how you got pregnant in the first place, the woman who had the third kid but a third baby daddy, we collectively say, "Mm, that's not good behavior, that we're not, we are going to have judgments on that. We judge people all the time. There are certain men who would not date a woman because of that background in history. Right. And there are people who will say, you know what, I can't be mad at you for that. Right. So what I'm saying is like I'm trying to isolate is what does that look like? And is that behavior? Right. So let me make the correlation. If people are concerned about the city girl culture that we're currently living in today, right, and they feel like Meg Thee Stallions and the JTs are putting out images that are causing our young girls to over-sexualize themselves, right, and as a result of that, they're having just sex with whoever and becoming baby moms, we don't like that for us, right? We don't like that for us. So people can have a criticism about a thing because they, and by the way, Carisha is also a baby mom's, right? Like, and behaves a certain type of way. And people are saying, we don't like that. You know what I'm saying? I think that's what we're hearing. And I think it's credible criticism. Now, whether or not, they need to be espousing in a certain type of way whether or not you need to be harping on it or whatever but i think if we're going to have public conversations about what women want because women have had these conversations for infinity right it was never well hey girl we don't care if he needs to have a job or not if that's what you want get what you want girl but you still collectively participating in the conversations that set standards for how men are supposed to show up in relationships Right. And so now, because the generation of you got to have a job to get with me, the generation of I am independent, the generation of, hey, I've been having it my way and being able to do my thing for all this time. Got to be prepared for backlash for people who just do not agree with what that has led to and the consequences of those actions. Come on, man. So I'm not
2: arguing against that. Go ahead, Jay. Well, so look, let me just say I'm not arguing against you in regards to the pushback that's coming from the generation who's saying that we you need to be held accountable and you need to recognize that you create this culture. My problem is the fact that there are so many men who are saying that these women, because they're single mothers, they're not deserving of, they're not worthy of, they shouldn't have happiness, they shouldn't find love, they're not deserving of it. It's that worthiness conversation that I actually have an issue with. But um I think, Jay, I know you wanted to say something. Sorry. I
3: think we're having the wrong conversation. First, let me say a pushback on the on the gangbang girl. Uh yo, if she got pregnant in a gangbang. I I do not judge her. Girl, express your sexuality, have you choose? You know what I'm saying? She probably thought dude had a condom on and he he ganked it on her. And that's not her fault. You know what I mean? She couldn't look back, it was dark. I mean, it, these things can happen. Um, <laughs> but uh what but I but people I will still think, judge her though, yeah,
0: Jay. They, would you agree? They whether will it's wrong, do I you think a majority I of think, people think, would judge her?
3: I think the judgment should be on the unprotected sex. I think that's the problem in our community. I don't think it's the baby mamas. I think the baby mamas are a symptom. I think the baby daddies are a symptom. I mean, the fact that people have, have gotten themselves into a mindset that says sex is only enjoyable if I can do it unprotected is why we have what we have, right? If we were way. If we were pushing... If we were pushing, uh, Uh,
2: and that's called (laughs) accountability, though, and responsibility. If you do have, put a condom on it, take birth control.
0: No, Jay's making an argument. He doesn't understand why people don't want to wear condoms. It's what
3: are you saying? I
2: mean, he doesn't a clear reason why people prefer hey, listen, to wear condoms. I, I, listen, <laughs> listen,
3: listen. Reason. Let's be accountable. Yes. We're talking I, about I, accountability, I did. Though. I did have a problem in college, but I've gotten better now. But <laughs> <Yes. laughs> well, we talked about
2: accountability and how we can be accountable, right? The first and the it, simplest step I, I'll is own it. And birth I will, control. I will tell you. I will,
3: yes, yes. I would tell you that, that you know what I'm saying, that morning after pill, you know what I'm saying? If I didn't do it in the beginning we were doing it in, the, in in the aftermath um we were taking responsibility for the possible outcomes of our actions and consequences for our actions and i I just think that um you do need to contraception contraception should be as much a part of this conversation as the stigma of of um pregnancy outside of wedlock all right. And I think by addressing it in terms of contraception and our attitudes toward contraception, I think we're more likely to hit men and women and effect a greater change than by shaming either group.
2: You know what? That so happened to move right on to our so-called solutions. I'm not saying that what you just proposed is a so-called solution. As a matter of fact, People I think exposed. that's a real solution.
1: <laughs> what?
2: Yeah <laughs> hey, in the background. I know. <laughs> if,
3: right. if you turn up real loud, you can hear him in the background.
2: Oh my goodness. And so and you know, to be honest, I think that's like like you said, that's actually something that's real in our community that we can address. And it's definitely better than the so-called, oh, you need to keep your legs closed. And it's like but cats well, that's the cat's already out the bag solution. in this case. Well, not- <laughs> no, that's a so-called All- solution. Yeah, it wasn't that a solution. It, so-called wait, well, why
0: that? is it so, why is it a so-called solution? Why is it not? Oh, a, because a it's
2: not. To be honest, in this case, the they're telling this to women who already had the babies, right? Mm-hmm. They're telling mm-hmm. it to the mothers after the fact, and okay. so therefore, it's not a real solution. That's not true because it's after the fact. They already no, they're still- already a single mother. They're already experiencing the disdain, and but the contraception conversation. About why instead of just keeping your legs right. closed, use protection when you're having sex. Let's make better decisions. That's an actual solution that can be implemented.
0: Okay, so you're saying you're saying contraception is a potential solution, but abstinence is not. I just want to make sure I have you no, on the record I'm not that, that you're saying that abstinence, is, because abstinence means abstaining from back. okay, no, no, no. See, so you're working the backwards, cat is right? Already out the back. Oh no, hold on, hold on. I get what you're saying, right? They they already had the one child. But we just talked about how there's levels to this, right? So once she makes that one mistake, right? Air quotes, just, you know, for the sake of conversation, right? If the solution, therefore, is not to continue to become a baby mama by multiple guys, then yes, the solution would be is to close your legs, right? But is that fair? You the one who because there at like there's levels.
2: Weren't you the one who just got done saying folks like having Listen, sex? Listen, man, and no, no, no. See, I, I, feel,
0: I, feel, I, feel, I feel like we get these conversations misconstrued, right? <laughs> I was only arguing the point that I think abstinence can be a, a solution. solution. You said, it. you kept on saying so-called solution. And I guess I understand your premise if you're talking about once you become a, a single mother that, hey, you're already one, right? But my premise is not that. My premise is, is that once you maybe made an error, you correct that error through better action moving forward. And if you are irresponsible with your vaginas or vagina or penis, that you become more responsible is how you correct that action. And, and for that's some people, celibacy, and, not abstinence. And, and so, hold on. What's, so, you're, so you said abstinence is what?
2: So abstinence is... You, be a virgin. you, can, you can only end. be a virgin. Yes. Okay, right, gotcha. before you even engage. And if that's the case, that what? is a solution for those who are not okay Baby I, mamas I, already. So it was, was be
0: Women, was women, women.
3: still keeping your lips closed.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I got the definition <laughs> confused because I didn't know that abstinence was solely for virgins because women out here... And this is the other reason why I was going to get on you. That there's a lot of women out here who are using that as an actual solution. Like, hey, uh, I'm a celibate now. Okay, so wordplay aside, right? What I'm saying is there are some women who recognize that part of my problem was just fucking whoever. And so in order for me to do better is I have to stop fucking whoever. They literally are applying the close your leg strategy as a potential solution. So to call it a so-called solution So I'm calling it a so-called solution
2: is because it's not being given in earnest, right? So the folks who are choosing to be celibate and the folks who are not having sex period because they're abstaining because they're still virgins is because for the ones who are celibate is because they're working on themselves, right? So the solution would have been to work on yourself, even if that includes um, celibacy. But when it's given, when men are given those solutions, when they say, so um, when they're saying, close your legs, they're not saying that in earnest, they're saying that to say, oh, well, you should have kept your legs closed. Or, oh, all you had to do was not allow penetration. And okay. to me, if they were to say, well, how about practicing some, um, celibacy? Even though, I guess, it's the word play, as you say. That yeah, because I'm
0: looking up me, the word right you know? now. It has it has nothing. It, the, the, if you look up abstinence on Google, it has nothing to do with necessarily being a virgin. It's simply the act of abstaining from something. Abstaining from
2: something. For something. Right. right. I so I it doesn't,
0: but it, but that doesn't mean that abstinence can I can still be sexually active one day and decide to abstain today and then tomorrow. And I can claim that I'm practicing abstinence, right? But what I'm saying is if somebody were to ask, hey, single mothers uh, issue is an issue in our community, how do we solve it? It is a credible solution to say that we should not be having casual sex. It's a credible solution to say, "Hey, I think abstinence is one way that, as a community, we can cut down." It's important to say that if we we're believing in being abstinent until marriage, right? These are viable solutions that we can use to cut down on these issues. I don't understand why we can't just acknowledge them as just like a viable solution. I'm not even no. saying that's a solution. I would tell people, but if we can't even <laughs> what acknowledge, what I saying is that the it's way is presented. Okay, so look,
2: okay. this is what I'm saying. All I'm saying is that the way it's presented, it's not presented. The way you presented it was presenting as an actual solution because you see the end game. What I'm no, saying I'm is articulate. that when they present, it good looking,
0: okay? Not everybody when people who are these When so.
2: people present this on Instagram <laughs> posts or in social media, they're like, oh, just keep your legs closed. That's all you got to do is keep your legs closed. It's greeted with disdain even while they're presenting it. And my thing is, shouldn't seed control be a solution then as well? keep your shooter in your pants, isn't that oh also God. a solution?
3: That's the pull-out I'm message. just saying. No, I'm just and that's also playing. a form ahead, of abstaining.
0: Ahead,
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying ahead,
2: that's also abstaining. They can abstain yeah, be, from sex as well. Y'all want to so have it both about, ways.
0: That's not, that's not I, cool. I'm just
2: saying. I'm saying okay. if we're going to say abstinence or abstinence and celibacy is a solution, which it is. I'm just it saying is. that when we present it to people, it's the, uh, the way that they say it. And that's why I call it a so-called solution because it's the manner in which they say it. Right? So
3: I... I I I, I kind of see SM's so-called solution point from a different angle, in that there's really not a place in our cultural discourse right now for abstinence, right? Our our music, our movies, you know what I'm saying? Our media uh is is not in any way uh promoting discussing abstinence. So um, you know, there there are lots of ways you can do something, but if the environment is not conducive to that immediate uh to prevent to bring along an immediate effect, then you probably want to choose a different thing. So while abstinence, like I would love for my daughters to be abstinent. I would love them to just wait till they get married. There's you know I, it's too late for one of them. But uh I still have two younger ones and, and, and I'm I'm holding in and I think it might be too late for one of them too. Anyway um <laughs> I said that to say uh people are gonna make their own choices. And people are, are sometimes going to make mistakes. And they, even they deviate from the values that you've expressed to them over and over again, such as abstinence or celibacy, right? They're, that the, the, um, the net that can catch all of us on that tight rope would be contraceptives, right? Would be at yes. least stopping it before the situation gets worse. That's why I think that's probably a stronger solution. I don't know that the cultural climate right now is conducive to uh, a message of abstinence that will stick when we're like you said, Nick, we're in the city girl era. You know what I mean? We're in the WAP era. This is where we are right now, right? Now, maybe when the WAP area runs its full course and people are like, oh man, that took us down a bad road, then we'll swing the other way and then we'll be ready to have the apps in the conversation.
2: Or the celibacy. There's a lot of people who are actually being celibate right now, right? So we could technically have the celibacy conversation, but it's, yeah, it's just I'm not interesting. Even, I'm
0: for listen, listen, I'm not even first of all. I think we can have a movement around abstinence or celibacy. Uh, I think movements come along all the time. Like we've lately heard about people wanting a soft life and wanting to become stepford wives, or you know, work at home, you know, you know, live, you know, like you know, stay at home wives. Like that was a whole like reincarnate. I didn't know women still wanted those things, right? Until I got on Clubhouse, right? It's like, wow, y'all really want that. So I do think that it's fair to say, like, yo, if you want that, here's what it's gonna take. You know what I'm saying? To a certain extent, right? So. I look at it a little bit differently because I don't think it's just a it's just a, a contraceptive problem. I think it's a cultural problem. when You think about repeating cycles, you know, what I'm saying like if a young girl is, is is being raised in a home and how her mother moves is what she sees and then she does that for herself. Right. That's not just about contraception. I think there's a conversation around lack of self value, self worth. I think there's a conversation around women who feel like they need to validate themselves through the experience of men who may have been missing. Right? So there's, a I think it's deeper psychological things that leave women open to being pregnant, right? Because there's a lot of people having sex. Let's be clear. There's a lot of people who are having sex without getting somebody pregnant, let's also be clear, right? But when you talk about why a certain thing may happen in our particular community at a larger rate, I think there is more to it than just contraception. You know what I'm saying? For both little boys and little girls. You know what I'm saying? We grew up in an era that was hella misogynistic. We looked at women as if they were nothing more than just property or things for our pleasure and and, and entertainment. From that point, we continued to evolve. Why? Because there were people who addressed what's being said in music, what's being said in culture, women started Me Too movements, like there's a lot of things that started to push back and have an impact on how we move, right? At least in the public space and hopefully in the private space too. So I think it's far greater reaching than just contraception is a lot there, you know, but I think as far as a solution, um, aside from, uh, uh, you know, abstinence and, um, you know, not having sex, I think people just gotta be honest, there's a, there's a large responsibility with having a child. It seems like there are people who think it's easy to be a parent. It's not. I think we got to be honest mm-hmm. about that too. You know what I'm saying? It's expensive as hell. You know what I'm saying? Young lady, right? And this is and this is the thing I was gonna say to you, SNL, right? And I and I really mean this, right? It is your body. It is your choice. The imbalance conversation is gonna be forever imbalanced is because of that simple fact. The 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 imbalance on the choice, right? We both don't have equal say. You know, at the end of the day, as a man, if I respect your right, your body, then you got to at least respect the fact that we don't have an equal voice in the, in the child coming into fruition and being born. We both did participate in sex, but only one of us gets to decide. And for men who are on the opposite end, when we want the child and she chooses not to have the child, we got to suck that shit up. You know what I'm saying? You feel me? Because y'all have the power. So we can't. So when we try to have these conversations, like, yes, we should talk to men. Yes, men should do better. Yes, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. But the person who's going to carry that child for nine months is the person I'm going to focus my attention on. Because that person has the control, for the most part, outside of anything treacherous happening, to say, yes, I'm opening my body to you. Yes, I know when I ovulate. Yes, I know how my body works. Yes, I can go to the doctor and get precautions on the front end. Yes, I can even go to the doctors and get precautions on the back end a day later or so on and so forth. But then we try to make it seem like it's a balanced conversation. And I land with this, is it possible that part of the backlash that we're hearing about single moms is that same backlash? Men are like, well, shit, we didn't have any choice to begin with. And so like you guys are out here living recklessly and whatnot. And so now we get to point at y'all because we're absolving ourselves of any real responsibility, right? Because it's you get a stick. Your body, your choice. You know what I'm saying? I told so, you I didn't want that baby in the first place, but you still went ahead and have it. So just okay. what? This is how I can shoot back at you for my baby mama who's giving me hell. Boo boo boo. My ex wife so who's giving me hell. Boo boo.
1: boo, boo. Not
2: the ex wife giving you hell too, but I'm just going to say that. Why understand the argument of your body, my body, my choice, and whatnot? That technically there is still an opportunity, and that's during prior to the sex itself. Now, once sex occurs, then yes, it's on the woman with the my body, my choice. But prior to that sex actually occurring, then there's opportunities for both the man and the woman to take precautions, right? It's just uh-huh. so happened that most of these precautions are by, is put on the woman for the most part, right? Even though something as simple as slipping a hat on it, right, as far as putting a condom on it seems to be a foreign concept. Now when if the woman allows raw dogging and doesn't hold the man responsible and then she goes with my body my choice when she chooses to have the baby particularly if they already had a conversation that he don't want to have a child but we're assuming that men are being upfront and saying that they don't want to have a child we're assuming men are being upfront saying that hey I'm laying down for recreation even though I know this is for procreation and women are laying down for recreation too don't get me wrong What I'm saying is that we're assuming conversations are being had in regards to what the expectations are from the sex act. Everybody knows when you lay down to have sex, if you don't use any protection, then ultimately there's a possibility that a child may be conceived. And and regardless if it's her body, right, when you first make that lay down, you know that's a possibility. So if you know that as a man, why not protect yourself? Why not protect your seat? Why not keep your seat? You know what I'm saying? And so, and then as a woman, yes, it's because she's barren and she definitely should take protection. She definitely should take precautions because ultimately she's the one bearing that child. And ultimately she's going to have that responsibility once that child is born, or if she chooses to abort that child, it's still ultimately going to fall on her in that decision-making and, process.
3: And contraception ahead, and- is easier for women, right? We talking about a patch. Right? Are we talking about a deal? I not Are we talking about a deal? Yeah, it's not. It's that, not easier. Not as a matter of no, fact, if you're talking losses, about anything that you're taking from your body a has
0: condom, a potential side effect, that's not necessarily It's not
3: easier. easy. I, I mean, easier in that. terms of time. A man, the man will have to put the condom and condom on at every sexual. She has to take a she, she has
2: to put the patch on. She has to take the da- the daily pill every day before and prior. I I'm gonna just. Say but I don't that. think that's Let's even. not go I don't, that route. That's not, that's
0: to, me, that's not argument, like, that's, to me. That's not she even the argument, though. Like to me, that's not even the argument, right? Because <laughs> yeah, not again, that again, route. again, again, yes, we both laid down, but you have an additional right between the time of conception to the child being born. My only argument was I don't disagree with you, SMM. My argument was, is that sets the foundation for why it's imbalanced, right? If we agree there is an imbalance, right? If we can agree that people are going to look at it differently, That's to me the reason why is because there's a certain level of say that women have that men do not have in the the entire process. That's number one. Number two, they'll also say that even when it comes to access to having sex, a man is like, hey, I want to have sex with you. It's still up to that woman to say, hey, yes, I will receive you. Right. So even if from day one he wants to have sex with you, it does not happen until you commit to having sex. The other part about it is, like, do you just not know your body and how ovulation works? Right. As a particular woman, like, and again, the other part of it too is it's like the bulk of the responsibility is going to fall on you. We already see a guy can have multiple baby moms and not be looked at the same way. You're not going to change a double standard. Right. So we can spend all the time like arguing why it should not be that way. But if we understand the truth and the reality, it's okay to say, you know what? I get that. And yeah, I do ultimately have that choice. And so, yeah, that does mean that I'm ultimately a little bit more responsible, but that's also not even including the fact that I am the one going to be carrying this child for nine months. Right. And then after the child is here, most likely I'm not telling anybody to assume anything. If I'm telling anybody to assume anything, it's assumed the fucking worst. Like don't assume mm-hmm. that he's going to be there for you. If you are a woman mm-hmm. getting pregnant, you have and you're out there having sex, number 1, you have to assume that he's only there for sex until he shows you otherwise. I'm not saying don't get mm-hmm. your groove on. I'm saying protect your motherfucking self. Right? Pretend like all he's there is for the cookie and you want to give him some, but the last thing you want is for him to leave a lifelong commitment behind for you and protect yourself, sis. If you're now that not married,
3: I agree 100% with
2: protect yourself
3: yes if you're not married first i want to say in the words of uncle ben to peter parker with great power comes great responsibility so uh we Facts. have a are, in a are in a place of great power so they have the greatest share of responsibility but in addition to that if a woman and a man are having sex and they're not married then they fucking for fuck i i don't see it i mean i mean i'm not judging or whatever it just is what it is because if you're having sex and you're having unprotected sex, you're making a potentially lifelong, or at least really, I mean, for the child's life, lifelong commitment to this person, right? You're opening the door for that. But then, if you're doing it in a in a in a relationship that the person has not proposed marriage or y'all aren't married, they already are telling you, "I'm not really ready to sign on for lifelong commitment with you." So then, what are you doing?
2: That's my thoughts. So. Well, so I agree 100% with that. I actually think that part of the problem in our community is that because women have a tendency to equate sex with love and um, versus lust, that and they also have a tendency to assume that just because they're in a committed relationship, i.e., so boyfriend, girlfriend, or this my man, this my woman, whatever's clever, that that means that it's okay to pop out the kids. So I'm a big proponent of no ring, no kids. Right. So protect Mm -hmm. yourself until you got a ring on it, um, because Mm -hmm. otherwise you're just inviting circumstances. I honestly don't believe why is people are willing to be a baby mama before they're being a wife. Why? Why? So and I will honestly say this because I've been married for the majority of my adult life. So I may be biased. (laughs) But if you're if if you know that this child is a commitment for 18 years and whatnot, then at the minimum, Put, don't have the baby before you have, like, don't put the car before the horse. Get the ring first and be married and then have that baby within that, the confines of the marriage. Now, if you're one of those people who don't believe in marriage and whatnot, then be ready to assume and accept the responsibility that this person may or may not be present and all that comes with it, right? But ultimately the entire disdain, I think we need to have another conversation because I think the, the trauma that's associated with some of the kids that came from single mother household is also contributing to the disdain. I think that while we may have touched the surface, we haven't really gotten underneath the surface to get to why there's such disdain. We haven't got to the part where these single mother households affected our community. And we haven't got to the part to where understanding that that came with some form of trauma and that trauma has translated into what we see today. And so I think it's worth having another conversation just associated with the trauma of Single parenthood, right? And I hate to say it as a trauma, but we clearly see and hear people who are saying that they're coming from single parent household, how it's hurt them, and how, or let me be more precise, single mother household, how it's hurt them, and how they've been traumatized. And in some cases, that trauma may include where this son grew up watching his mother be a woman, and that may have contributed to this thing, or this daughter watched their mother grow up and have people come in and out or the father wasn't present and that may have led to her understanding or lack of understanding the commitment that's involved with having a child you know and so i think that's another conversation that we need to have and it's an important conversation in our community
0: so it's funny because i was trying to have that if we would have probably gotten straight to the, stop beating around the bush, you know, there's love for everybody, right? There's real reasons why. I'm going to have to go back and watch the replays because I'm like, okay. I'm like, we're not having a real conversation. Oh, like, Well, yeah, maybe we should have the conversation in regards to the trauma. I'm like- I was saying, extend the conversation. No, 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 right? Because I was talking about constructive or like real reasons why people have issues. And if you say a boy grew up his his mom treated him a certain type of way and he saw that type of behavior and that's one of the reasons that's what i was trying to get at like we act like there are we hear the vitriol and the disdain and we assume and we do that very often in our community so we might as well just go into final thoughts right at this particular point so i think you know we've talked about this subject and to your point maybe we could do a part two but i feel like a lot of times it's hard for us to address the root of a thing because it's distasteful it's distasteful to think that there's credible reasons for why people may look at a particular group a certain type of way. It's distasteful to do that, but once we can acknowledge it and say, "Okay, is that credible?" or "Nah," or "You know, is there a different way to look at it?" Sure, right. So, some people may have heard me say some things today. Like, I can't believe Nick said that, right? But listen, it should go without saying. Young men out there, protect your seed. You know what I'm saying? Move accordingly, you know, move in your best interest. Don't be out here just dropping babies everywhere. But I was told that apparently we're doing that in mass. I was told that a majority of young men ain't even fucking right now, right? I was told that it's a small, select group of brothers who are doing this thing. So by and large, it looks like a lot of us are moving the way we're supposed to be moving, even if you want to call us incels for not getting some. But then it's like, well, we got to address the men. No. There's an imbalance between who needs to be addressed. And I think that's okay to say, hey, sis, like Jay said, or like S&M said, no, 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 you know, marry, no carry. You know, I'm going to assume that you're not going to be there until or unless you show me otherwise. I'm going to protect myself. There was a thousand different pieces of contraception, right? I'm going to go get some therapy. I got to get healed, right? If I'm dealing with trauma from before, seeing my mom in the house acting a certain type of way, if my father's not there, there's way too many conversations around mental health and, and trauma. So there's no excuses why men and women can't go out there and get the help that they need because if your problem is pathological, I don't think it's something you can fix yourself. Maybe I'm not, hopefully I'm using the right words, right? If you are an addict, for example, that's a pathology and you sometimes may need to go out there and get help for a professional to overcome that challenge. Not everything is something that you can do on your own. So if you find yourself having a pussy control problem, I implore you to get help, sis. I implore you to get help. Seek the help that you need to live the better you and get everything that you deserve. That's my final thoughts on it.
3: Yeah, so I'm gonna. Just, uh, guess, I mean, that, that was it. I mean, you said a lot there. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> protect yourself. Protect yourself. I mean, until a person has 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 shown you that they are committed to the longevity of your relationship indefinitely, and the only way you can really do that is through marriage, because marriage is the only social contract that we have right now that's supposed to be lifelong. Everything else is just until I don't want to do it anymore um until you get there then having sex with anyone is strictly recreational um uh, hopefully i hope they're not just trying to have a baby and you haven't even created a family unit because parenting as a single person is hard when my first wife passed it was just me and my daughters and being a single dad is very hard i was a single dad for a while um so anyway uh I so i, I want to first say i think that um that the pressure on women to not be single mothers is necessary there are long-standing complications that can arise i don't think every single mother should be put in a basket or lumped together but i do think that uh, our attitudes toward sex our attitudes toward what sex means and its place in a relationship uh its place and whether or not it should exist outside of a truly committed relationship not just one with intention of commitment i think that's a conversation we need to have i think that um, the shame really should be on um those of us who have placed sex in uh, an inordinate amount of importance in a relationship outside of really getting to know the person outside of really bonding with the person or whatever now i i grew up without a father uh, my father passed when i was like still in grade school him and my mom got divorced shortly after i was born so i saw him over the summers uh i think maybe one school year he lived with us my mom lived somewhere else so she he could have the experience of us of being with us during the school year that being said i didn't get a lot of input from him on manhood or courtship or whatever right so a lot of this I had to figure out myself so the things i'm saying i'm not saying as someone who's always made the greatest decisions but i am saying as someone who has made good and poor decisions and on the other side of it to say listen for best case scenario that's the way you want to go what do you say now
2: so I want to keep it kind of short because I kind of stated some of my, my final thoughts previously. And so um, definitely one of the things that I believe we really should p- promote in our community is regardless is uh, married before you carry, regardless if you believe in marriage or not, recognize that it is the only social construct that we have and that is something that could be employed within our community. And just reinvesting in the whole marriage concept would greatly do um, benefit our community. And then I also just would like to say that for the most part, if we know as women that we're going to end up bearing the responsibility for the children, then that's even more incentive for us to make sure that we use protection and we have standards pertaining to what and when and how we do it. Because we already see what's going to happen. We already see the writing on the wall for certain situations and circumstances. And so having that accountability factor, I believe, would go a long way in our community. Now, as far as the trauma that's associated with the single parenthood, at some point, you got to let go and take ownership of yourself right you can't keep blaming everything on single mothers single fatherless homes and so forth and sometimes you just got to do the work to move yourself forward and what that work may look like could involve seeing a therapist it could involve seeing a counselor it could involve taking that time of being celibate and whatnot and so if just do the work to make you a better person right and i'll end there
0: Sound like you was, was a plug for Make Marriage Great Again. We got to make marriage great again, y'all. <laughs> it you is know
2: what a I'm plug saying? so connection.
0: that people can find each other a little bit sooner and then build these families and build these communities, man. But listen, we had a great podcast. Today. I mean, we talked, I mean, this our longest one. I mean, it's only our second one, second but shout one. out to being our <laughs> longest one. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, aside from the great conversation, anything else before we get up out of here? I got, so I'm supposed to play the theme music, right? And then we out of here, right? Okay. All right, yeah. so I'm going to just play the theme music then, and then we get of it on the here. side. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see. Hold on. What's up? It's your boy, Jimmy Drake, and you and Al
1: Rock.
0: Oh, my bad. I was getting my dab on. So we out of here, y'all. Peace. I'll be in recording. In recording, in recording.